Hello and welcome to Economics of Learning. I'm your host, Dr. Don Killingbeck, and today I'm joined by an operations expert, Doug Newcomb. Doug, let's start off by having you tell our listening audience a little bit about yourself and your background. Well, thanks, Don, and uh, uh, thanks for having me on today. Um, uh, my background, uh, I'm a lifelong resident of, uh, of Bay City, uh, and um, I, I started out in, uh, in auditing, um, in auditing state and local governments, primarily school districts. This is back in the 80s. Um, and I, I worked in banking for a while as well. And then I uh, spent uh, uh, my, my last 26 years uh, of work uh, at the Bay City Public Schools. Um, as the finance director and then uh, as a superintendent before I retired from there. Uh, and currently right now, I, uh, I have a, a number of uh, projects going on. I, I work with Michigan school business officials on a business manager academy. Um, and I also uh, work at Saginaw Valley State University in their partnership office. Uh, which oversees about 20 uh, plus charter schools uh, that they authorize. And I also teach. Uh, I've been teaching at SVSU in their grad program for the last uh, 20, uh, over 20 years now, I guess. Um, and I think, uh, you know, from a personal standpoint, uh, I've been married for 34 years and I have two, uh, two kids and they're not kids anymore. Uh, but uh, that's a little bit on the personal side. So, um, that, that's kind of in a nutshell uh, about me. Well, I think if you've been married for 34 years with two kids, you are an operations expert right there, right? De oh. depends, on, depends on who you ask. <laughs> um, so, you know, Doug, what I've heard from your, you know, kind of your background, you know, you've had that banking, that auditing experience. You come into a school district, into a central office, you know, the business management side, and then with superintendency, obviously that instructional leadership that's that's part of that, the uh, policy development, um, all of those things. I mean, what a rich experience. And then at the university level, teaching, my understanding is you've kind of written the book for business operations uh, for schools, uh, whether it be at MSBO or at SVSU through your courses and your mentoring and training, training that whole next generation. So Doug, this is about how do we stretch dollars in, or even if we're in a situation where now where many schools, not necessarily all schools, but have these uh, extended uh, budgets through ESSER, um, and it seems like they may have a, a more resources than they're used to, how do they make sure that every dollar that they get, that they maximize that, and that it reaches the classroom in the best manner? Right. It's a good question. And, and right now is is such a different time because uh, most of the time that I, um, you know, was in the roles that I was at, um, I, we were we were dealing with trying to stretch dollars and you were always looking for creative ways um, to to uh, make sure that you were putting the most dollars into the classroom. Um, and and so it, it was this is an ongoing effort and you know by by a team of people uh, working together to do that you have right now the reverse problem to some degree in that 
um, with the the ESSER money um, and with the per pupil increase that schools uh, received this year, which I think is around $500 a student, um, you've got a, a problem now of, of how do you utilize that. And I think the, the, the first question you have to ask, and I think this is a critical question for schools, is, um, you know, whenever we're putting in place any programs or services, um, how are we meeting the needs of students? And specifically right now, uh, we need to be asking the question, uh, particularly with the ESSER funding, the pandemic funding, um, and the per pupil amount is what are we doing to improve student achievement? Um, I am extremely concerned about the fact, and I, and I know a lot of other people are as well, uh, most of the people that I talk to, um, we've lost, uh, We certainly the pandemic did not help um, the education um, of students. We kind of lost a good chunk of a year plus of, of learning. Um, and the, the problem is, is that before we had the pandemic, we already in Michigan and a lot of places were struggling with academics and student achievement. And so it's a, it's a case of putting money into programs that will work. What might that be? Well, certainly um, after school programs, summer programs, tutoring programs, things that are going to actually make a significant one-on-one -on -one impact with students in student achievement i think those are things that those dollars or a good chunk of those dollars um, should be being spent on um, i know that in some of the cases some of the pandemic dollars are you know can go for facilities uh, that's important as well but that aside um, we need to be making sure that the investment in those dollars is in direct, um, in direct uh, programs in services that are actually going to have an impact on the bottom line for what we're doing, which is student achievement. If we're not doing that in a few years, we're going to be in trouble because um, the thinking that a lot of people have always conveyed in terms of to the legislators. Um, both at the state and national level is that um, you know schools are underfunded and they frankly they were underfunded in in and for a lot of the things that are being asked to be done but now that the funding is there um, and is being received we need to make sure that we are we are doing it in and it needs to be in direct programs and services absolutely well Doug, one of the things that I noticed from your introduction is that you have a rich experience in multiple organizations. Can you talk about a little bit about how schools can partner, whether it be with MSBO or the university or other organizations to enhance programming and enhance what they're doing with resources? Yeah, I think that that's extremely critical. And especially when you look at the fact that right now, um, really education is from, from prior to kindergarten and preschool all the way through college or uh, through the trade schools or, or whatever the case might be and beyond. I mean, education is uh, even, even for you and I, I mean, we're still learning. Um, so it's really important to just 
talk to and get involved with uh, organizations in your community um, and also the universities and the you know uh, the organizations like Michigan School Business Officials or Michigan Association of School Boards or Michigan Association of School Administrators and you know several others find out what uh, other schools are doing uh, make sure that you are getting uh, involved with those organizations and talking and getting connected with uh, the people who uh, you know, run those organizations and the various committees and uh, programs and services that they have to be able to utilize that. The, the, the bottom line of it is, is that with any of this, we are a people business, we are a networking business, and you have to do that. Um, you just can't sit and hunker down in your office all day long. You've got to get out and you've got to meet people in your community. Um, you've got to get out in organizations and you've got to make connections, um, you know, at also at a state and to some degree a national level as well. If you do that, you put yourself in a good position to be able to get, uh, you know, access to resources. Uh, a good example here, uh, as, as a matter of fact, is that we have the uh, uh, Great Lakes Bay region um, and you know, getting involved in that organization, I, I know as a school superintendent, that connects you with with um, not only the Great Lakes Bay Region Network, but also companies like Dow Chemical Company and Dow Corning. I know those are, are all combined together now. Consumers Energy um, that are also in the business of assisting with providing grants and resources to help in specific ways for our um, educational institutions in our Great Lakes Bay region. So that's just one example of how that can be effective. So, you know, from an operations standpoint, what would be your top two or three pearls of wisdom? You know, we've kind of talked about that partnership, so I already pulled that one out. Um, but what are some two, three pieces of wisdom that you'd have for, for school leaders that you go, you know, you need to make sure you're doing X, Y, and Z or considering X, Y, and Z? Sure. Um, well, I'll give you, I'll give you three that, or four that might be uh, right near the top, but there's a lot. And I mean, I, you know this as well. I mean, there are so many uh, aspects uh, to to our positions. We're in a very complex field, not only from a technical standpoint, but we also have a lot of stakeholders that always don't, uh, their, their, their needs and their issues are, are sometimes divergent. Um, we're seeing that a lot right now just with the pandemic. Um, so first of all, the first bit of wisdom would be get out and talk to people and communicate with people, get out in classrooms, uh, talk to teachers, get out in your buildings, get out in your community, have, uh, you know, have uh, meet and greet coffee uh, uh, meetings with parents, uh, get to PTOs and, and get involved and understand at the grassroots level, what are the needs that are out there? What are the issues that are out there? And get to know the different concerns and uh, situations that that the the people in your community um, you know are dealing with it's going to help 
when you're trying to make decisions do that. Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, when it comes to even communicating like that or talking with people, talking with not just administrators and teachers, but I mean, I used to get out and talk to the custodians and the bus drivers and the cooks. I mean, these are people that they also have a lot to offer in terms of knowledge about what's going on and, and it helps in your decision making. Um, utilizing the school organizations, we've kind of talked about that. Um, and so I, I won't go through that again. But I, I also think communication in general is important. I mean, a lot of people don't realize this, but good communication is an art. And it, in, in order to be able to communicate effectively um, on particular issues or decisions or situations that are going on, it really takes some thought and some time and effort. And it, and it doesn't necessarily uh, just mean putting out a newsletter once a week or once a month. You know, it does mean meeting with people um, and also bringing in your administrative team regularly to discuss what's going on and how to solve problems. Uh, another one, uh, I guess our final one would be to be humble. We don't have all the answers to everything. We need a, a, a wide uh, variety of people and expertise around us that helps us when we have to make decisions. And it's important to bring those people together and not, uh, you know, get into a case where we think that we kind of have it all figured out because we don't. Um, so in the end of the day, this what we're doing in the positions that we have, they're not about us personally. It's about our students, our staff, our parents, our community, and the school district first. And if we keep that in mind as we go in and make decisions, I think we're going to be a lot better for it. Uh, is that is some good, good advice. So, Doug, do you have any parting words for our listening audience? I really don't. I think that right now, um, I guess about, if I was going to say one thing, um, it, it's... This is right now, I think, in education, an extremely difficult time. Uh, the pandemic uh, in particular has, has taken um, positions and administrative positions in particular and teaching positions that were already uh, very difficult um, in, in the, uh, with, with the economic and in the social economic environments that we have. Um, and it's made it even more difficult. Um, and so, Right now, the, the, what people I think uh, that are in these, you know, any organization, really not just schools, but anywhere right now, is just to, to try to take and plan and strategize um, and think things through, but at the same time, understand that um, you, you've got to kind of go sometimes day by day. And, and just try to solve problems as they come along. And if you can do that, if you can get into a place where you solve a problem, then you solve another problem and you keep on working to solve problems with your team, okay, then you, you know, you're going to move the district forward or move the organization forward. Um, it, it really comes down to um, the blocking and tackling, if you will, and doing those things in a proper fashion. And you, you have to surround yourself with people um, that can help you do that and take advantage of, of all of the different um, 
uh, skills and all the different points of view that people bring uh, uh, to uh, the discussion. That's a, I like that analogy, the blocking and tackling. That's some good stuff right there, Doug. So, Doug, there, you know, I know I've worked with you in the past. You're actually one of the few people who I've had on the podcast that I have uh, worked with from a professional standpoint. We've partnered with Michigan uh, School Board or excuse me, Michigan School Business Officials. So we've partnered with Michigan School Business Officials. Uh, you know, we are, we're members there, reached out and said, hey, we need to have an uh, office uh, effectiveness and efficiency study. Who do you recommend? They say Doug Newcomb. You know, bring Doug in. He'll he'll talk to people, listen. You know, he'll uh, have some tips and, and some strategies for you. So, how would somebody get in touch with you? Uh, what's a way they could uh, get a hold of Doug and and be able to connect and and, and really, uh, you know, be able to have a uh, a district wide or a uh, as minute as a central office wide. Uh, you know, have you come in and audit and look at their, their the way they're practicing and doing business? Well, I, I typically, I, it's a kind of a word of mouth thing. I, I to a large extent, uh, a number of the uh, uh, a number of the uh, consultings that I've done, uh, I've gotten uh, as people have called Michigan school business officials and talked to. Uh, that organization and they've been referred over. Um, I, I have an email address, which I think you have my email address. And, uh, in, in, you know, so certainly if, if, if that, that's another way to contact me for sure. I don't, I don't really um, go out and advertise uh, a lot on it. And I typically, when I do do a consulting project, um, it's usually that you know somebody's contacting me because they've heard from word of mouth and I will I will go in and I will do that and I typically when I do do that um, I look at each organization separately I don't have a canned um, kind of way of, of, of saying okay this is what you need to do um, because every every school district is different the the dynamics are different and you have to really go in and take a look at each school district based on its community, its culture, and, and try to work with um, the superintendent and the school board or whoever uh, is, is asking uh, for assistance uh, to help them, uh, you know, in a way that will work for them. Um, and I think that, that that's kind of the approach I take. But those are the two general ways. Um, I have, uh, I, you know, I have my phone number. I don't, you know, typically give it out. But, uh, um, so my phone number for all those listening is 989. No, I'm just teasing, Doug. That's okay. So I'm going to say is, hey, if somebody, I'm going to include your email in, in the notes uh, okay. for the podcast. They can get a hold of you that way. They can contact me and I can, I can connect the two of you. But if there's an organization out there that would like to have some sort of uh, uh, office effectiveness and efficiency study done. You know, I've used Doug um, and can do a test that, uh, you know, it's a fresh set of eyes to come in and look and see what's going on and, and be able to help. You know, through that, we've added staff. We didn't reduce costs. We actually added costs. So if you're looking to reduce costs, I, I don't know how that would work, but I do know that as far as like, Doug being able to come in and identify, hey, you need some more manpower over here or here to be able to do the job, to do that blocking and tackling. 
um, excellent uh, set of eyes to help out with that. Well, just thank you for joining me here today on Economics of Learning. Uh, again, listening audience, make sure you stay tuned for the next episode and uh, uh, put this uh, good knowledge to work as well. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot, Don.